Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Israel and it is as always my privilege to encourage you on a Monday morning. I hope you had a great weekend at church and if you visited one of our Father's House churches, my hope is that it was a blessed time for you um, as you encountered God and worshiped together with people pressing into the presence of God together. We're continuing on in week two of our wholehearted devotion series and today we are looking at a passage in Matthew chapter 13, verses 14 and 15. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, and it says the following. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. This is following on with the parable of the sower. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. They look and they pretend to see, but the eyes of their hearts are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and are hard of hearing. And they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see and open their ears to hear and open their hearts to understand. Over and over in this verse, we see this idea of not seeing, not listening, not hearing not perceiving. We need to open our eyes. We need to open our ears. We need to open our hearts. We need to open our minds to perceive. And it says that if we would just turn to him, then God will instantaneously heal us. Every single believer has been given two things, a promise from God and a quest from God, something to pursue, a pursuit and a promise. The promise of God is the promise of his Holy Spirit that will be poured out on all flesh. And the pursuit is that we need to press into and pursue his presence. Now that might sound a little bit interesting. God promised to us that it will pour out his spirit on all flesh. He promised that on the young and the old, the rich and poor, male and female, slave and Greek, everyone will experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit but we're also encouraged to seek the presence. Biblical language just talks about repenting for the kingdom is at hand. And sometimes we have made repentance just feeling sorrow for our sin. But why would we have to feel sorrow to behold the kingdom that is at hand? The Greek word for repent is actually an action. It means to turn away from something and turn towards something. So turn away from a particular way of sinful living and turn towards hitting the mark of what God created each one of us to be. Sometimes it's said that sin is just a failure to be genuinely human. God has designed each one of us to be something absolutely unique. And that's why the word sin means to miss the mark. It's an archery term. You're not hitting the bullseye. God created you for something and you're missing it. But back to this concept of repentance, Jesus preaches repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It was an invitation for us to turn and to see that the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom of God is described as righteousness, peace, and joy through the Holy Spirit. It's Romans 14. Um, and we have with the promise of the Spirit, this thing that the Spirit will come and dwell in us. The Spirit will come and revitalize us. The Spirit will come and 
and declare to us our inheritance. The Spirit will come and justify us. The Spirit will even come and to heal us and restore us. And in this verse, it says that if we would just turn to him, that he will instantaneously heal us. I am currently busy preaching in our Cape Town congregation a series called Behold All Things New. And for a lot of people, the lived experience in our community over the last year really have been one that's quite dry. And my encouragement to the congregation yesterday was don't ask God to deliver you from the wilderness. Ask God that he would lead you through the wilderness because there's a lesson to be learned in the wilderness. Every season that God takes us through is a season of learning lessons. But the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 43 says, behold, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. There's a way being made in the wilderness, rivers in the desert that we are called to walk, not deliver us from the desert, but deliver us through the desert. And we need to perceive that God is busy doing a work in the midst of dryness, in the midst of difficulty, that there's a way. And we need to walk according to that way. And that this way will be like, uh, like for us, like a river of rushing, flowing water in the desert. It might feel like we're in the desert, but we've got over and above enough water to sustain us as we walk our journey through this. So back to that, the two things every believer has been given, the promise of the Spirit and the pursuit of His presence. We need to each individually learn how to turn our eyes towards God, or as this passage says, we, we need to allow our minds not to be dull and slow to perceive. Our ears shouldn't be plugged and to be hard of hearing. We need to open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear, open our minds to understand of this promise that if we would do that, God will heal us. So no matter what you're experiencing right now, become aware that the Holy Spirit's being given to you, that the Holy Spirit's being poured out over you, but also become aware that you need to press into the Holy Spirit. You need to seek his presence. It's sometimes like this in prayer. God speaks to us so wonderfully in one season, and then suddenly it feels like he stopped speaking to us. If you press through the uncomfortability of that season, in time you will start to notice that God is still speaking to you, but he's speaking to you in a different way now. Why is that? God wants relationship. He doesn't want method. If our faith is religion-based, then we're going to want a method. We're going to want a ritual. If I get on my knees at this time of the morning, God's going to speak to me this way. But God changes things up sometimes because he wants us to perceive him, not just methods, not just acts out of religious obligation. He doesn't want us to be religious. He wants us to become relational. There's a proverb that says that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of kings to seek it out. God doesn't hide himself from you to punish you or to withhold his presence from you. God hides himself from you because it is his honor, to, it is his glory to do so. Because the honor of our identities get released, get understood, gets revealed to us by us pressing in and us finding that which the Lord has hidden from us. And so in the midst of wilderness, God hasn't stopped speaking to you. He hasn't stopped pouring out his spirit unto you. He may just be speaking 
differently to you. I hope this has been encouragement and just to find, lastly, that last phrase again, if they would turn to me, I will instantly heal them. Turn to God, that act of repentance, turn to God and behold God and see that his grace and his blessing has been given to you. Can we pray? Holy Spirit, thank you for the incredible promise of your outpouring and the pursuit of us pressing into your presence. Thank you that we are not alone, that in the midst of the wilderness, a river has sprung up. You've made a path for us to walk. Will you help us perceive where we're failing and having a difficult time to perceive that you are doing something? Will you help us perceive our road to start and walk in it? And Holy Spirit, will you continue to do a work of awakening in our hearts so that we may see your glory and behold your goodness. And whatever we are facing this week, may we keep our eyes firmly set on here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.